Hello, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Podcast, the best NBA podcast in the world. I'm Chalanga. I'm here with my co-host, Dylan. Say hi, Dylan. Hi, everyone. I'm currently on the East Coast. Dylan's on the West Coast. Hence, Coast to Coast. It's a great California joke. California love. Okay, let's get it started. Um, we are both Minnesota Timberwolves fans, big time. Uh, so we're going to start with the only thing that's really worth talking about as far as uh, Minnesota goes, and that's the Jimmy Butler drama. As everyone knows, he requested a trade, and he wants out. He has not showed up to training camp yet. He did not play in our first preseason game. Dylan, things are looking bleak. What are your thoughts? Good riddance. <laughs> That's Another it. photographer still framing your mind. That's what I'm thinking about it. I don't care. Good riddance. Get out of here, Jimmy. I, you know, I push back on that a little bit because uh, I do want to acknowledge that the Timberwolves did make the playoffs for the first time in like 13 years, I think it was, last season. And as a fan, it was really amazing to have seen that happen. I was at the final game of the season when uh, it was a play-in game and uh, we beat the Nuggets in overtime to go to the playoffs. And I've never felt so much sports joy as I did in that moment. Um, I do want to add that I was also at the game when uh, the Rockets scored 50 points in the third quarter (laughs) against the Wolves. And... (laughs) (laughs) I had never felt so much uh, sports dread as in that moment. So <laughs> as it as all Wolf fans, I'm a little bit in limbo emotionally. But why, why do you want him gone so bad? Okay. Um, I, I wasn't at any of these uh, wonderful moments or playing games or anything like that. Um, but what I was there for was a regular season game in Staples Center against the Clippers. I believe this was pre-Blake Griffin trade, and I believe Blake Griffin was injured. Um, or he wasn't playing for some reason. Uh, it was just such a terrible, terrible, terrible game, and the Timberwolves had all of their starters playing. And uh, we almost lost that game. I believe we only won it by, like, seven points, eight points. We being Minnesota. Yeah, sorry. Okay. I'm still I'm still saying we about Minnesota sports, even though I am your newest Los Angeles Lakers fan. Please get out of here with that. Come on, <laughs> come on. Um, I just I can't watch the Timberwolves anymore. Um, I don't know whether Cat gave up there in uh in games one and two. Uh, I guess he had a pretty good game too, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he had a comeback game, too. Uh, I don't have his stats pulled up right now, and I do not remember, but he was incredibly disappointing in the playoffs. Still not great. He he, he had no dominating game, um, and I was just hoping that his first uh, experience with the playoffs would be one where he could dominate at least a little bit, at least feed him the ball down low, at least give him some post-up opportunities, but none of those were given, and I, I credit lack of effort to some extent, but mostly I credit Jimmy Butler. Uh, and I'm going to I'm gonna go on a limb here, and I'm going to say Jimmy Butler is the Russell Westbrook of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's... Uh... No, one, <laughs> no one should want to play with him in the NBA. Wow. Um... I can't agree with that. Uh, I think <laughs> I think Jimmy Butler, when he's healthy, is one of the best players in the NBA. And I also think that he legitimately leads to winning when he's in the right situation. I think he never wanted to come to Minnesota. I think he never wanted to play with Carl Anthony Towns. I think he is a fucking dog. I think he's got competitiveness flowing through his fucking veins. And Carl Anthony Towns is a little boy. He's a big little boy who loves to play video games and wears stupid Rick and Morty shoes. That being said, Carl Anthony Towns is a very good basketball player and the future of the Minnesota Timberwolves organization. So you'd think Jimmy Butler would be a little bit more excited to play with such a good basketball player regardless of his life outside of the court. But clearly... Their personalities did not mesh. 
Um, am I being too harsh on Carl Anthony Towns by calling him a little gamer nerd? Like, I just like I'm just trying to I'm just being honest. He plays a he, lot he, of video games. He is a gamer nerd, and it really frightens me when he's so willing to post on social media and everything is about Call of Duty and nothing is about him working out. But at the same time, I'm really against all of these NBA players posting about their workouts, especially when it's Jimmy Butler trying to throw shade at Andrew Wiggins and his defensive slots. Um, uh, when he was doing uh, when when he was doing his um, doing his workout on Instagram and throwing trying to throw shade at I don't know if it was Wiggins or his brother, but trying to throw shade at one of those guys. Uh, and insinuate that they that they that he doesn't work on his defense. I just saw that as um, you know a LeBron level of pettiness, um, and I don't think that Jimmy Butler has won enough to to be able to do that and to be able to uh, to send all these sub tweets and sub Instagram posts and all that. Um, I I just yeah. <laughs> Fair, fair. For another pod, I'd love for us to rank all the players we think are better than Jimmy Butler, um, just so we can have a little bit better idea of where each of us really thinks he ranks in the NBA. But I'm not going to put you on the spot and make you do that now. I do want to talk about Carl Anthony Towns. On um, the spot, by the way, I would I would put him at like, I'd probably put him top 20, but I don't think I could put him in the top 15. And that's just because of his history of injury. And as we discussed pre-pod, um, he's only played a full slate of games once, and that was when he was not a starting NBA player. That was in like, like I think 2013 or something. Yeah, he played 82 games and yeah. only started 20 games, and he was playing 26 minutes a game. He's never played a full season. I mean, he's got the Anthony Davis bug. What's going on with that? Okay, so I I I, I want to save this for another pod, but I just want you to reconsider not put it like saying he has the Anthony Davis bug and. <laughs> also while saying he's not in the top 15 cuz he can't stay healthy cuz that is a that is an interesting statement you just made. Uh Okay, <laughs> I I'm a little bit I'm a little bit fired up by uh by Jimmy Buckets right now. I used to love Jimmy Buckets when he was on on the Timberwolves. Um but right now we're in a bad spot and yeah, I'm going to make some Charles Barkley statements about Jimmy Butler. We got beef, okay? Fair, fair. All right, we're gonna Don't move on. Me. We're gonna move on to Carl Anthony Towns. Um, so, just I, I looked up his playoff stats from last year, just so that we uh, have those in our minds. His per game stats: fifteen points, thirteen rebounds, two assists, a block. Um, he only shot twenty-seven percent from the three-point line, fifty-one uh, percent from two, which are both way, way lower than his regular season averages. Um, I think it was tough for him against Houston. I think that is one of the hardest teams for him to play against. Um, Clint Capella is no joke. Uh, and Nene as a backup is a really, really quality experienced veteran to, you know, really lock him down. And he struggles against veteran, veteran centers. Uh, we play Memphis four times a year. And Marcus Gasol kicks Carl Anthony Towns' ass every damn year. Uh, is Carl Anthony game. Towns a center or is Carl Anthony Towns a power forward? We have uh, to decide. He's a center. He's totally a center. I think Carl will play a lot better if he can play stretch four rather than stretch five. He's not shown the ability to rim protect almost at all. I mean, he can he can go in and get rebounds, but he is not good. He just opens up the lane every time and he always like he never protects the backside. And uh, and I, it, I've just seen it too many times where Carl's playing, where, where Carl's uh, supposed to be at the rim and he's just caught out of position. Uh, I think I think you're right about that. I also think though that defense is like 100% mental, and you can learn where to be and how to be. And playing defense as a center in the NBA is one of the hardest things to do. Um, I don't know how many centers at 21 could be considered Shaq. good defenders. Ex yeah, oh, I mean, if you want to talk about Shaq, <laughs> if you want to talk about Shaq, <laughs> um, but we're talking about Carl Anthony Towns, who can do other things to contribute to winning other than things that Shaq could do. Um, let, let, me, let, me, uh, let me state a case right now. Okay. Uh, Tim, Tim Duncan, he had the admiral for the first, what, four years that he was in the league? Mm-hmm. 
he played so well under him and was able to learn how to rim protect from him, but he wasn't a center. He never played center until his fifth year in the league. Uh, and I think even then he barely played center. He was, I mean, he's, he was a power forward. They always had the time, a, a center to the, pair with him. Yeah, and by the time the he was playing LeBron in the finals, he, I think Carl, but yeah, he was able to switch into more of, more of that bigger role later. But I don't think Carl has the, I don't think he has the, the fortitude to be able to stay down low. And I'm, and I'm not, not saying that that's a knock against him. He's, he's a young, young NBA player. And I think he'll get better at that, but I don't think that he should be playing center right now. And I think even like, even Anthony Davis started out as a power forward, and now look at him—he's playing so well at the center position. Mm. Okay, I hear your point, and <clears throat> I also, you know, my my original push against that was like, well, wouldn't teams just put fast fours against him, and then he'd get burned on the perimeter because he can't move his giant size twenty-one feet? I don't know um, if you saw this, but two thousand, what was it? 2017, April 2017, when he stopped Steph Curry, uh-huh. like Kevin Love. Yeah, and in, Kevin Love did that one league. time. He did that one time. And then what happened to Kevin Love in the finals? He was yeah, almost well, unplayable. Uh, yeah, well, recently. Um, I love Kevin Love. I'm not going to besmirch Kevin Love's namesake. I love Kevin Love, besmir- too. We will not besmirch Kevin Love's namesake. He could be coming back. We we don't know. He could be coming back. Glenn Taylor is, is uh is on the phone with David Griffin right now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and he's bringing Kevin Love over to the Timberwolves. Welcome home, baby. Okay, this is a perfect transition into our uh, trade scenarios. We love to fuck with the trade machine. Um, so we each came up with three scenarios for Jimmy Butler. Um, some of them are realistic. Some of them are goofy. Uh, Dylan, why don't you hit me with your first one? Yeah, are you ready to count? We're going to count down three to one, the ones that we hate the most versus the ones that we love the most. Is that is that okay? Uh, sure. Yeah, like, give, me, give me one that you really hate. Okay. This is the one that I personally, I hate it the most. Um, so Minnesota Timberwolves are going to send Jimmy Butler to the Miami Heat. In return, we're going to get Goran Dragic, Dragic, and Justice Winslow. Um, and just to just because I think we need to open up the point guard spot at that point, I'm sending Jeff Teague to the Sacramento Kings. Whoa! For, <laughs> for Harry Giles. <laughs> and wait for it. We're This trade's not going to happen until December 15th because we're bringing back Nemanja Bielitsa! <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that so, so, so much. Um, I don't think the Kings would ever give up Harry Giles, no matter what. Um, I know. I, I'll, <laughs> just take, I'll just take Belly all day, baby. Yeah, I'll, that's all we need. We just need Belly back. He was, a, he was a rock before he got one injured. Of the, one of the best three-point shooters in the game. Uh-huh. And one and, of the, the sloppiest pick-and-roll players <laughs> in the oh, game. Just the dirtiest player. Uh, <laughs> honestly, his fight, who, who are you going to fight with on the Magic again? Aaron Aflalo. Uh, Aaron Aflalo. That fight, that fight between those two guys, legendary. I, I want him back. He is our Brian Scalabrini. He is our – have we ever had a player – have we ever had a player this lovable in the past 10 years? Um, Gorgie is like approaching that level of lovableness. I, I'm at least for me, I really love Gorgie. Um, if he stops shooting threes, yeah, <laughs> that's that's a big key. That is a big key. Um, that's a that's a terrible trade. <laughs> but I do think I really think that Goran Dragic is a better point guard than Jeff Teague in every way, and he will get ball movement going. He won't be a ball suck like Jeff Teague. I, I will say, in the first preseason game, we did see Jeff Teague make a couple of catch-and-shoot threes, and that was extremely promising. But uh, he was just a fun suck every time he touched the ball as a Minnesota Timberwolf last year. Seriously. Seriously. So I would welcome Goran Dragic, and I think Justice Winslow is going to be... If if Tibbs, if there's, if there's anything left inside of you, if there's any defensive-minded coach left inside of you... You can turn Justice Winslow into a great wing defender. Come on. Wow. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. 
Uh, my girlfriend's waving hi at me right now. Hi. Okay. Uh, so my trades are uh, a lot more. My trades are kind of. Okay, I'm just gonna go. This is my least favorite of the ones that I came up with. And do you like? Do you like them? Do you like any? Uh, this one is probably the one I like the least. Um, and it's Jimmy Butler to the Toronto Raptors, along with I, Gore. I love that. I just want to say. Let's send every player that wants to end up in L.A. or Miami, and let's put them in Canada. That's the thing. I like. I love it for the the comedy of it, and I love it for the Toronto Raptors because that team already looks really awesome as is. <laughs> and I think, and we already know they'll take a chance on one year. Yeah, absolutely. They've got no no, and they've they've got enough young talent in the in the reserves that if they need to, you know, trade Kyle Lowry next year, even if it's for a disappointing package which it will be because he makes like 30 million dollars um they've got enough young talent to not you know totally suck it up um but jimmy butler and gorgie jang by jang to the toronto raptors and we get back no. Serge Ibaka, uh danny green and uh delon wright is that his name that little young tall point guard yeah. guy i I, um, I believe so yeah and that we, trade, we Delans have to stay together. Yeah, Delon, <laughs> Delon, and Delon. Um, that Delon, trade, Delon. to me, Delon, it just Delon, sucks Delon. because the the Raptors are getting so much better, and I think that the Wolves are probably getting worse. Um, Serge Ibaka is. Did the trade machine say that we lost some wins? Oh, the trade machine said we lost a lot of wins. <laughs> <laughs> So we lost a lot of wins. Um, but don't believe him. Don't believe him. <laughs> Belly's worth 10, 10 wins. Belly's worth ten wins. I don't yeah. believe the trade. And machine. I think I think Toronto got like ten more wins, which is crazy because they had a lot of wins last year. But that's um, insane. But they that well, also they must have been taking into account having Kawhi Leonard on the team too, which or they like have to. or is it based on the projected wins of the team already? I don't know. That's um, what I was thinking. I don't think it's based on the because it can't be. They won like sixty games last year. They're not winning seventy games. Yeah, no way, no way. But not they will with, be now with Jimmy Butler. Really fucking good. But yeah, that's my like least favorite. Like meh trade. Like it'd be fine. We get a young player in Delon Wright who is fun, and I think Tom Thibodeau would really like. But Danny Green, is, and then we get expiring Danny Green, and we get you know nineteen million dollar Serge Ibaka for the next. Hey, two I years. saw Danny Green freaking light it up in 2000 what was it 2013 that was a long ass time ago dude yeah well he, <laughs> he, he hit like seven three pointers in the finals and i was very impressed by him you're right you're right all right what's your number two trade in in one game i don't i don't mean to say he hit it over the series he hit in one game he had like seven seven three pointers. oh i remember um so my next trade my trade number two i'm sending jimmy butler to the los angeles lakers Oh shit! And, and because all of their players that they just signed are locked up until December fifteenth, we're gonna have to wait till December fifteenth for this one. Ooh. Because in return, we're gonna get Brandon Ingram. We're gonna get Svi Mikhailuk. I think that that's how you pronounce it. I've been yes, yeah, Svi. Oh, I love Svi. Big big Jayhawk fan. I'm. I'm I'm in on it. I'm in on it. And Rajon Rondo. Oh no. Uh, I am not 100 percent sure that the salaries work out on this, but I I based on my research they do because I I don't I don't want to get into it, but like I I had to do way too much research for this because the trade machine wouldn't let me because of the December 15th thing. I believe this one works on paper. Not 100 percent sure, but we know that the we know that old LeBron was willing to take on guys for one year, like take on uh, current talent uh, and get rid of uh, get rid of future talent for it. Uh, we, we already took advantage of him for that once. Um, so maybe we could get Brandon Ingram out of it. I don't know. I think Brandon Ingram is also the best prospect out of any of their young guys right now. So we might not be able to get him. Um, maybe, it would ha maybe it would have to be Lonzo, but... I can't imagine LeBron not wanting to play with Lonzo. They're just so they just seem like they would be so perfect together. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that Brandon Ingram is still kind of a maybe, so maybe there's a chance that we could get him. I don't really understand shipping off one disgruntled player to get another historically disgruntled player <laughs> into our locker room in yeah, Rajan Rondo. Rajan Rondo is essentially um, like an angry version of Ricky Rubio. <laughs> And that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to buy into right now. I I need ball movement back. I need I need someone who can actually give Carl Anthony Towns the ball in the post because he is so dominant. Did you see? I don't even know how many uh, jump hooks he had, but it was probably he probably had 15. I might have counted like 17. Jeez. In, um, in last night's game. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, w- question: Would you play all of Teague, Rondo, Rose over Tyus Jones? Mm-hmm. No, we have to. All of these trades involve getting rid of Jeff Teague. Every <laughs> trade that I've, <laughs> I, you're right. I should have involved a third team <laughs> and gotten Belly back again. <laughs> oh shit! Um, I like that. I like that. Um, cool. My number two trade. I'm I'm kind of into this one. It's a three teamer. A three teamer. All right. So Minnesota. It better not be mine because I got. Oh, I, never mind. Mine's a four teamer. There's no way it's mine. Oh, shit. Okay, Minnesota gets Nick Batum, Jeremy Lamb, and Miles Bridges. Charlotte gets Jimmy Butler and Kent Bazemore from the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta gets Gorgie Jang and Charlotte's first. Okay, just so... I mean, I totally heard all of that, but just so our listeners don't have to rewind, could Uh you repeat that trade to me? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Minnesota gets Nick Batum, Jeremy Lamb, and Miles Bridges, all from the Charlotte Hornets. They send Jimmy Butler to Charlotte. Charlotte gets Kent Bazemore from Atlanta, and Atlanta takes on Gorgie Jang's contract, but they get Charlotte's 2019 first, if they can trade. Whatever they're the closest first pick that Charlotte can trade. Does they that get. work out? They have twenty. They have twenty-seven million dollars in dead cap space right now because of Carmelo. Does that actually work out in terms of salaries? Oh, that works out. That hella works out because Kent Bazemore makes a lot of money. More than oh. Jeff Teague. Uh, oh, wait, about the same as Jeff Teague. I didn't. They, I, Teague is still on the team at this point. We're oh, gonna ride. Gorgie Jang over. Gorgie Jang. Yep, because that I think that's a slightly more important contract to get off of than Jeff Teague. I love Gorgie, but fifteen million is a lot for the production that he gives us. And Jeff Teague is like, Jeff Teague is Jeff Teague. Um, we'll talk more about Jeff Teague later. But I like this. I like Nick Batum. I think Jeremy Lamb is poised for a breakout year. I love Nick Batum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Jeremy Lamb, I can get behind. I I think uh, so. No matter what we do. We're going to lose because Jimmy Butler was an a-hole and he decided to be the last of the superstars to exercise Mm pre-agency. So we're stuck in between a rock and a mother frickin' hard place. Yep. Yep. Uh, Especially until December. I think the smart thing to to do would be to wait until December or even the trade deadline to get him off of our team. Um, Even like take the losses almost just so we can get some type of return for him, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's I think it is beneficial to raise the market a little bit so you can maximize your return. And I think it's also valuable to think about the trade in terms of really what we're what we're trading is Chris Dunn and Zach Levine and the number 7 overall pick. Um which we probably would not have picked Laurie Markkinen. I You don't you don't think so? No, my guess would be the Wolves would have picked uh Donovan Mitchell. No way. For, uh, Frank Nidlakina, Frankie Smokes, oh. who went eighth to the Knicks. I, I would imagine that Tibbs would want him. Um, Why not Laurie Markkinen? Because Tibbs loves defense. I know. But I, I don't think – I we're, we're going to get to this later, but like I get how our draft picks, Okogi and Bates-Diap, are good at defense in, in theory because they have great length. But I don't – I think – I mean, especially with Okogi, like all of all of his upside that flashed, seemed like offensive upside, offensive potential. Especially, I mean, last night, and uh, and in all of the highlight reels that I've seen, I don't watch um, much college much college hoops, so I, mm-hmm. I can't say for sure. But 
I, I want I do want to put that out there. I'm not a huge college hoops fan, so most of most of my scouting reports come from uh, YouTube highlights. For Absolutely, college players. Well, let's not get too sidetracked. Let's hear your your four teamer. I'm, oh. I'm I'm really curious. I need to actually. I'm gonna take out a pencil so I can write this down as it happens because this is gonna be <laughs> please crazy. please do yeah okay. Uh, listeners, you're gonna want to write this one down. Uh, this one's gonna go down in history. It's gonna be the trade that we make. Uh, I guarantee it. I just there's no way we're not making this trade. Uh, this is why it's also because it's a four teamer. This is why it's been taking so long for Tibbs to actually. Um, fall in line and get on board with uh, trading Jimmy Butler because this is what's in the works right now. The New York Knicks are going to be receiving Jimmy Butler. The Chicago Bulls will be receiving Gorgie Jang. The Cleveland Cavaliers (laughs) are going to be receiving (laughs) Jeff Teague. And I couldn't get get Caleb back for this, but even better than that, Minnesota Timberwolves will be receiving Joe Kim Noah, Omer Osik, Kyle Korver. We're going. We're going to the Western or the Western Conference Finals as the 2011 Chicago Bulls. Oh my God! <laughs> this trade is successful. I guarantee it. I Look hate it this. I hate this. It can <laughs> happen tomorrow, and it's going to happen tomorrow. There, are, there are, will be no draft picks involved. D- uh, Dylan, you made the Wolves so much worse so uh, quickly. Hey, Hollinger only analyzes 15 less wins, so we're right, we're right in there for the like, top, what, what would that be, like a top two pick for next year? <laughs> Um, if that well, what, well, they won forty eight last year, so it'd be thirty three wins. That's no, that's bad. Thirty three is a is the no man's <laughs> zone. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we're 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 gonna be competing for uh for the for like a top five pick next year. I I, I can't wait. I think I think you should relook at what it takes wins and losses wise to get a top five pick. I think it might be a little lower than thirty three. I think that's like not in the West. <laughs> Everyone's everyone's actually competitive. Like even the, I, I while I was trying to like make the wool, like we were talking about the Eastern Conference earlier. I actually think there are eight, not there are eight to ten not bad teams in the East. I don't know. I I think there's a possibility that the 2011 Bulls could could be a lottery team, could be a top two top three lottery team. I think you're right. The lottery odds change this year too, so I don't actually know what um it's going to take to get one of those top picks okay we gotta move on but really quick i'm gonna hit you with my last trade um you're gonna you're gonna love this so much um do i have to write this one down how many teams is it uh it's just uh just two trades just two teams okay well then i don't need um i was getting too excited all right so first it starts with the Portland Trailblazers looking at their roster and deciding this backcourt's not going to work. So we trade Jimmy Butler and Gorgie Jang to the Portland Trailblazers for CJ McCollum and probably like Miles Leonard, you know, someone who <laughs> they really don't need. Um, and then we play out the season. We got CJ, we've got Jeff Teague. Things are going well. But we decide that's just not good enough for us. So December 15th, we call up Cleveland. We say, hey, Cleveland. Oh, yeah. You want a youth movement? Mm-hmm. We've got just what you want. Andrew Wiggins, so young, so full of potential. Wait, they're going to take him. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait. Wait, I'm, I'm dropping out. Wait. <laughs> and then we trade Andrew Wiggins to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Kevin Love. That's it. That's the trade. Uh, so then our team would be Jeff Teague, CJ McCollum, whoever at small forward, Kevin Love, and Carl Anthony Towns. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Western, Scott, Western Conference Finals, that? here we come. Did you hear that sound that I just made? It was a mic. To the first half of that trade, I do have to say, on behalf of all two of our li- our listeners, thank you, uh, Mrs. Langison and Mrs. Carlson. Um, <laughs> love you, Mom. Love you, Mom. Uh, I just want to say on behalf of 
of all, t- all two of our listeners, thank you for actually putting real effort and time into this because CJ McCollum obviously is on trading block and we and there's no better time to take advantage of that than now because it's pretty clear that uh, Portland's not going to be able to be a number three seed next year and I think that that's what they would want because they're uh, they're scrambling here and they don't want to be in the lottery. Yeah, so and that's. A- I think trade. I think Jimmy and and Dame would really get along. You know, they're both they're both like dogs. They both really put in the work. They're really really focused. Um, Jimmy's on a really strict diet. Dame's a vegan. So like, seems like a match made in heaven. Yeah, and Damian Lillard doesn't play defense, and uh, Jimmy Butler will do some defensive slots or something. Yeah, I think Dame's not a rated defender, but that's all the time we have for that. Um, we're going to move on to, oh, <laughs> Fire Tips is next wait, on the wait, agenda. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. We didn't talk about huh. bringing, back, bringing back the chosen one, Kevin Love. Oh. <laughs> we didn't talk about that, and, and, and I, I'm not just going to brush over that. <laughs> I am, I, there's nothing more mixed in me than bringing back Kevin Love. At, uh, on one hand, like, obviously, it's, it's so clear that this is terrible for our team. And uh, even even the even the the Andrew Wiggins haters uh, would hate this trade. Mm-hmm. I'm an Andrew Wiggins lover, so this is even more conflicting for me. But to get number 42 back in a blue and black jersey or whatever the fuck the colors are right now, <laughs> what are the colors <laughs> of our jerseys? I uh, don't know. Black, sometimes black, gray, lime sometimes green, lime green. Neon. Are there LED lights on it right now? We have Fitbit all over it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what color the Minnesota Timberwolves jersey is, but whatever color that is, it'll be nice to have Kevin Love in that color once again. Yes, it will. And that lineup would be awesome. That lineup would be so awesome. I think it, it would definitely be defensively lacking, but we could score no. with the best of them. So um, we <laughs> there, uh, that trade does leave us without a small forward except uh, Luol Deng, so uh, that's a little <laughs> bit problematic. But. Yeah, but... Yeah, but you love Luol Deng. We all know this. I do actually, love Luol love Deng. We're gonna talk about that it. a little bit later. Um, we're actually gonna we're gonna skip ahead because um, we're running a little long. So what we're gonna it? we're gonna talk about um, the team as is currently constructed. Um, I want to start that conversation through the returners. Who's coming back to the team? Who's interesting? Who are we looking to take a step forward? Who do we think is going to regress? What are some interesting battles going on between some players? Um, so, Dylan, why don't you go ahead and get us started with that? Andrew Wiggins is such an amazing talent. One of the one of the most. I mean, when I've I have not seen athleticism from a worse NBA player. I haven't seen that level of athleticism from a worse NBA player. Um, he is so talented, and if he can figure it out, whatever's going on between between the ears, I do think that Andrew Wiggins still has a chance to be a top 20 NBA player. Um, <laughs> he's, I mean, what, is he 23 or 24 right now? He's 23. He's 23 years old. I mean, three years younger than I am. Uh, and I just, I can't believe that this is it for him. We've seen this before. We've seen, we've seen players who just aren't showing it at least at 23. Like people are thinking, oh, he's been in the league for, what is it? Five years now. Uh, and, and they're five, giving, yeah. yeah. And they're giving up on him. And it's like, I don't know. I don't want to give up on him yet. If we could get like some kind of coach that knows at least a modicum of defense, um, I think that Andrew Wiggins could find success, and that yes, that was a dig at <laughs> Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau, sorry. Why do they call him? Uh, Why do they even call him Tibbs? Listen, I like I I don't want to be out on Andrew Wiggins. I really don't want to be. His scoring at his age is really incredible and impressive. The only thing is, when I watch him. With my eyes, he looks like a goddamn mess. He looks like a goddamn mess. I was watching the preseason game yesterday. He tried to post up on Clay Thompson. Granted, Clay Thompson is one of the best 
defenders in the league, but he looked like a, he looked like a kid. Clay Thompson blocked his ass like it was nothing. Like okay. he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't move him a little bit. He couldn't ball handling out fast. Oh, his ball handling is trash. So oh bad. my god. So oh bad. my god. He does it's look so like bad. A kid. Yeah. Oh, it's almost, so bad. Almost as bad as KBD's. Yeah, almost. <laughs> I'm not calling him K to bait D up. Bates D up. I'm not doing that. I'm gonna just call him KBD, KBD. for the That's future it. of this podcast, just so everyone knows. But uh, unless Andrew Wiggins can develop a, a, an actual useful skill, whether that's the three ball, whether that's being uh, an average defender, whether that's actually being able to finish at the rim, I just don't really see a, a, a path for s- someone to be successful like that in the NBA, whose best skill is taking really inefficient long range jump shots. Like that is just not how the game is played anymore his his advanced stats are fucking terrible like so 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 bad all his 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 box minus is terrible his value over replacement player is terrible his true shooting percentage versus his usage is terrible he just is like unbelievably unbelievably efficient on the defensive and offensive side and uh i just i just don't know if it'll get better, unless he really does develop some sort of useful skill. He is very troubled at this point, and I think that that's fair to say. Um, but he's still a kid. He is, and I think he could turn it around. I mean, if he could, if he, if he could get his ball handling together, I think everything else that you said was something that he could improve. I think his shot does not look messed up, uh, unlike uh, Ben Simmons' shot, which yeah. is a whole big mess. It I looks think his, really I think smooth. His stroke, his stroke looks really, really smooth. And mm-hmm. I, there's no way that, that he won't get better if he just keeps at it. And yeah. so that's, that's what I'm holding out for. Mm-hmm. And I do think, and like he had last night, didn't he have like a really, really, really fluid, well-read steal. And he turned <laughs> that into two points on the other end. Am I am I just imagining this from all the times that I've seen it last year, or did I see that last night? Uh, I'm not sure if we saw that last night. I'm, I'm not remembering, but that okay, is well, like such a glimmer of hope. E- either way, he <laughs> he shows me enough of this every time. He always has a highlight play in. It's, it seems like every game there's one highlight play where it's like that's the defense we need you to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's playing like when he's playing good team defense, he looks amazing because he's just so athletic and so fast. Why can't he dribble the basketball? All right, let's move on to Jeff Teague because uh, I have to I have to get going in about twenty minutes here. Okay. Uh, um, I hate Jeff Teague. I think we both hate Jeff Teague. Case closed. Let's move on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, Jeff Teague, he's making $19 million a year, should not be playing for $19 million a year. He's not nearly good enough. Like, he he makes no NBA team, like, he makes no other players on an NBA team better. The only thing that he could do is add offense to a team that lacks it. But we're not a team that lacks it. I don't think he adds anything to our team. Fuck Jeff Teague. All right. I'm sorry. That's all I got to say. That, all right, that's fair. That's fair. He should not be making $19 million a year. We had I Ricky Rubio. Say, we had Ricky Rubio on our team. Ricky, the exact point guard that uh, Carl Anthony Towns needs. Um, I, uh, to, to say something more, everybody's complaining right now in the national media about Gorgie Jang's contract, and I think that's just because they don't know his name. They don't know how to pronounce it, and <laughs> I think that they're offended by it, but whatever. We'll We'll just say uh, West, or we'll we'll say West Coast East Coast bias um, on behalf of the uh, national media. Uh, I think that Jeff Teague is worth less. He's worth the same amount of money as Gorgie Chang, if you ask me. Um, I do think I and the fact that he's making four million dollars more than uh, Gorgie Chang, who's making fifteen million dollars a year, is crazy to me. Moving on, uh, you want to talk about? Uh, Derrick Rose versus Tyus Jones. Yeah, I think this is an interesting our our backup point guard situation slash Derrick Rose in the starting lineup. If as long as Jimmy Butler isn't isn't playing, is interesting. Um, I think a lot of people, myself included, were really skeptical when the team signed Derrick Rose. I was in I I, <laughs> I was in the fuck Derrick Rose camp. He's washed. I, He's done. It's over. Same here. Same here. Yeah. 
And I, I think Derrick Rose definitely has his flaws. He can't shoot threes. He's like a twenty mid twenties three point shooter throughout his career, which is atrocious. Just like truly, truly atrocious from a point guard. But what I've seen in his time as a Wolf uh, in the playoffs last year and in this first preseason game is that he's still a willing and capable scorer um, when it comes to driving um, and making really tough shots. He makes really, really tough shots. He's essentially going to be our Jamal Crawford this year. I think you run into a problem when you have Jamal Crawford and Derrick Rose on your team. But if you've only got one sort of balls-to-the-wall tough shot making guard on your team that's that's a good thing to have and and most teams need that that like energy scorer off the bench who is just gonna you know shoot and 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 not be scared of their shot so i I like case go ahead in case people don't remember uh i think derrick rose can play as a two guard he's huge he's six i mean for a point guard he's six three and honestly, he can play more. He can play up because he's just so physical. Um, and the other advantage that he has over Jamal Crawford, uh, good riddance to him too, um, is that he can actually make plays. He he will pass the ball, and I'm that's because he played point guard for the first five years of his career to a very high level. Um, but I yeah, I'm I'm behind uh, this Derrick Rose signing, and and honestly, that's. I, I don't know. I, I think <laughs> part of me wants to say that I like Derrick Rose for his price more than Jeff Teague for his price. Oh, if yeah. Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose on the minimum is fucking awesome. That's so awesome. That's such a good dollar for dollar talent signing. That's, uh, that's I ha- great. I have to personally say sorry to before we move on to Derrick Rose because I outed you immediately uh, in the playoffs against Houston and you single handedly one game two for us so thank you so much derrick rose um i will always be thankful for the first playoff win that we have had in minnesota for uh, since what 2004 now yeah yeah so you know thank you derrick rose at this point though i do want to bring up that i am in favor of derrick rose not being on this team because i did a little bit of reading about derrick rose and people forget that back in, I think it was 2015, he was on trial for gang rape. He and his friends raped a woman and got away with it. And there was a picture of him after the trial smiling and taking pictures with people on the jury. Just like, we did it. Yay. We got away with it. So... That's where I want to bring up the prodigal son, Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones. Go ahead. Chalanga, this is why I don't read anymore. (laughs) I know. Uh, I've just chosen not to read. Uh, You just ruined everything. Now that you brought this back, I remember this now. Um, Mm -hmm. I do want to know more about, like, about what was going on because I, I didn't look into it enough. I wasn't a fan of Derrick Rose at the time, so I was just like, oh yeah, whatever. Derrick Rose sucks. Um, but uh, now that now that you're mentioning it, you're right. We should we should all probably look into this and um, and have our second second uh, guesses about who this person is. Yeah, for our next uh, pod, we'll make sure we do some serious research and we'll report back to all you uh, devoted listeners um, who really want to know. The real facts. Uh, but Tyus Jones... Read, who, and who don't read like me. Yeah, exactly. Tyus Jones, he's a great backup point guard. He's super steady. Um, he he it, gets his, blocked on every single shot in the paint, but yeah, let's move on. He's, he's very little, but he plays really tough defense for his size, and his basketball IQ is excellent. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes. Um, he's just never going to do anything that's really fantastic. But I like him. I think he is a really solid backup point guard. Um, I just would like a, to... Just a, just a, just a city boy, born and raised. That's right. That's right. In Minneapolis. And I think he wants to be here, which is what I ask for in any player. Just someone who wants to be here and isn't going to abandon us. So I hope the Wolves resign him after next year. Um, anyway, we're going to move on to free agents. Uh, the Wolves added uh, Luol Deng this off season. Uh, thank you get you get God. thirty sec- you get fifteen seconds on Luol Deng. <laughs> um, 
Okay. The only thing that I want to say that's important about Lil Dang is that it's nice to have another body to throw at small forwards uh, in the league. If we lose Jimmy Butler, we're going to be really thin at the small forward position. Uh, so it'll be nice to just have someone who can at least body up uh, Kevin Durant, Paul George, LeBron James, and give them something to think about. Let me just point out, he only played crunch time during the Warriors game, and that was where there were no team, no players that were playing on the court, basically, that were going to make the team. Um, but when he played, he also played rim protector. I never saw him outside of the paint. Um, I'm very nervous about Luol Deng and his ability to move his body. Yeah, we'll see. He's very old, um, but he hasn't played in two years, so he's had plenty of time to rest. <laughs> Maybe he's just a little stiff. Okay. Um, uh, Joakim Noah, uh, you has, get less time on Has this. not you been added, but he will be added, and I cannot wait. Uh, James is, Nunnally is, is another is guy. He gonna be, <laughs> is he going to be cut by the, by the Knicks? That's what they say. They say they're ready to part ways. I think they're just working out the buyout because um, it's, okay. it's complicated. They want to save cap space for next year, but Joakim wants all his money, blah, blah, blah. Um, right. The Moving Wolves on. also <laughs> added this stranger from Fenerbahce which is in like the Turkish league I think one of the best teams in the Turkish league it's the only team that I've heard of of the Turkish league <laughs> James Nunnally uh I don't think he's gonna play but <laughs> he's a good shooter he's a really good shooter he's got a good. super quick release um and speaking of good shooter put him up five for ten last night I just want before we move on to the next um, to the next guy, I just want to congratulate Steph and Aisha Curry for uh, the newest addition to their family. They have decided to adopt for this um, for this youngin. His name is none other than Anthony Tolliver. Hey, that's welcome to up. the family, Anthony Curry. Seriously, he looked amazing. Oh my god, he was so droopy. <laughs> that's the best way I could describe the way he looked with the ball <laughs> at his hands. But he went five for ten, and some of it was even with starters on the court. I know. His shot looks so fucking weird, but it goes in. It, I just I need to I need to give a quick stat from last year. He had a higher field goal or three point field goal percentage than JJ Redick. And he shot he shot I, I believe he shot four times a game last year. Wow. He shot what, forty one percent last year? Forty two, something like that? Forty Three percent, forty-three point six, forty-four percent. If you round up, forty-four percent from from three point. Wow, I don't know how he does it, but he makes two a game, or he made two a game last year, and he's never done that before, I believe. Um, well, our bench will be really nice with uh, Teague and Okogi and Tolliver and Jang. Barring all those people are still here, I'm not sure who's gonna put, play that three off the bench. But if Tom Thibodeau Anthony continues his. Uh, the way that he runs, then he's only going to play nine people anyway. True. Anthony, well, nine if we're lucky. Um, yeah. Probably seven, like last year. Uh, mm -hmm. The only thing that we have to worry about with Anthony Tolliver is that he breaks something and is actually in two pieces at the end of the year. He played 79 games last year. This is insane. Like, Did he start for the Pistons? He started 14 games for the Pistons. Okay, well, I mean, he um, should be fine. He's not going to play that many minutes off the bench. He'll probably, you know, I would imagine he'd average somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes off the bench. He had 22 minutes for the Pistons. 22.2 okay. minutes. Well, I think the they, you know, I, Tibbs just They're doesn't, bad. he doesn't play his bench. You know, I don't know if there was anybody that averaged 20 minutes off the bench last year. Not even Jamal Crawford. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But I Tibbs just doesn't a chance. play his bench. Give him a chance at 18 to 20. That's what I have to say. Because, like, 43, 44, 43.6%. <laughs> uh, as long as he's healthy. I mean, he's 33 now, I think. And he has never played 79 games in a year before. I mean, he's he doesn't have a good history of health. Mm. I mean, um, good. at least according, according to basketball reference. But anyway. Good let's, research. Let's, yeah, thank you. I was I I was really excited about this Tolliver thing. Even before last night, I was a I was a lover before he uh before Honestly, I feel like last night was a line of demarcation. The the Warriors have have for the first time. And I guess well, let's let's talk about the rookies before we get there. Yeah. But I th but I think the Warriors could be in for a worse season than last year. That's that's just something that I have to say. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so and uh, at the hands of Anthony Tolliver. <laughs> right, right. Right. We'll see how, uh, if that continues into the regular season. I want to talk about the rookies. Uh, Josh Okogi, Okoji. Not sure how it's pronounced. Um, I think it's. I believe it's Okoji, but yeah, okay. we should. Um, I I no, what I no, I don't know. What I really liked from him is that like I had heard about. Oh, he's going to be a defensive dog. Blah 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 blah. What I enjoyed was that he looked comfortable on offense. I don't know if he's going to be a good offensive player, but he looked confident and comfortable at, with the ball in his hands and moving off the ball. Um, his athleticism was really on display uh, with that monster dunk he had. Uh, I think if he gets a chance to play in the regular season, he's going to be a really, really fun player to watch and to he root for. He also had a magnificent and one where he was like destroy i don't know who was destroying him at the time but he uh he had an amazing and one that where he just uh kind of put up a floater as he was driving in and Mm -hmm. uh and made it so if he can do that if he can do that sort of thing on the reg um he's gonna be an nba player and that's exciting yeah and it it looks like he's able to move the ball a little bit um and uh like i said offensively he was on the ball off the ball um, I didn't really notice his defense. It didn't stand out to me. I wasn't necessarily watching for it. So um, we'll see. But I was I was impressed. Unlike the next player we're going to talk about, <laughs> Kata Bates Diop, who made KBD. one of one of his KB, KBD. As we know, we're not going to say his name anymore because uh, uh, it's too confusing. Um, but thank God we can uh, give him uh, initialisms. Uh, so KBD. He had a really nice pull-up from three. Actually, it wasn't even really nice. It was really sloppy and slow. And if any team were playing in the NBA, uh, like real defense at this point, it would have been blocked 10 times out of 10. So he's one of five, and it didn't look good to me, at least. And he had a really careless turnover uh, where he was trying to get the ball to Okoji. Okoji. you know, we really need to look that up. I'm 50-50 on that one right now. Um, but, uh, and then uh, that led to two points. And it was just such a terrible decision. And it was so slow. There's, like, and, and I believe it was late. And it was against, like, uh, I, I believe uh, whoever the Warriors player was, they're going to be a 12th man on that team. Um, it just did not look good. Uh, I, I could be wrong. I, I don't remember who it was uh, on the on the Warriors who stole that ball, but it was just so slow and he looked like he didn't know what decisions to make. I'm not going to judge him yet, but I can see why he dropped into the second round when he was early on being projected coming straight out of college uh, before the draft. He was projected to be like a top 20 pick. He was projected to go to the Timberwolves in the first round. Um, but I can see why he dropped uh, based on his play last night. Cause he just did not look like he, he looked, did not look like a professional NBA player. I don't know. Okay, really quick, I'm going to play off my computer the pronunciation of Akogi. Josh Akogi. Okay. God damn it. It's right. Akogi. Well, it is a it's Akogi officially. Cool. Josh Akogi. Um you heard it here first. I or, unless you heard it before. Do want to say Kitabits Diop. Yeah, you you covered him pretty well, but he just looked lost. He looked like he didn't know where to be or what to do. Um and he was really holding up the offense in a lot of you know, in a lot of ways, you know, he would dribble with no intention and then end up making a, uh, an awkward pass. If you want to pass. call it dribbling, it looked like ball dropping more, yeah, more than he, dribbling. Yeah, he hopefully, 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 you know, he's got a good body. His body looks amazing. So, oh, such a sexy bod. Yeah, it's really nice. So if he can be a decent defender, you know, maybe there is a, a way for him to to make it in the NBA. But I don't know. I, I didn't see anything special. Um, so, yeah. All right. So before we leave, uh, we need to talk about who is better, who is worse in the in the West, and it's like basically the only thing you need to know. Everyone's better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, I I could make a case that every single team in in the West got better, and uh, my... I think Sacramento got worse. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, but you never know, buddy. Uh, I like buddy. You, I, I I don't know if Sacramento's worse. I, I can make a case that Sacramento is not worse, at least. Okay. Uh, but I, if you ask me, at least. Um, but I have seven teams that should make the playoffs without injury, um, and that's Golden State, Houston. OKC could be the, th- the three seed. San Antonio, uh, who also could be the three seed. Uh, 
we have four, we have four teams for three seeds there, and then uh, the other three on my second tier are Utah, who I think, I mean, if they get a healthy Rudy Gobert, which I mean, maybe maybe they won't have uh, as healthy of a year, but who knows? Like they didn't have a ton of health last year, and they did really well. Utah, I have them. I have New Orleans if they can keep Anthony Davis healthy. Um, and I think I think the Anthony Davis uh, getting hurt all the time. I think that that's an overrated notion. And then the Lakers obviously are going to make it. That's seven teams. We we have we have like ten teams fighting for the eighth spot. Uh, ten teams. I have five teams fighting for the eighth spot in Portland, Memphis, Minnesota, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, so I guess I only have four teams. Oh, and the Denver Nuggets. Yep, those are my yep. five teams. And um, what if Luka Doncic is amazing? This is what we have to. No, we have to, no, yes. no. Yes, he, uh, I'm. I'm gonna say it. We said it off pod. He's played in way more games than any of these rookies have, and he's shown way more talent than any of the other rookies. Uh, of course, this is in Europe, um, but Europe right now, like I, he's in the Spanish league. That that's that's the same level talent. You can't tell me that's a lower level talent than division, uh, division one basketball. And uh, I I think that Luka Doncic could be special. But I you're right. He's not. They're not going to be in the playoffs. I'm just saying, Dallas is better. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I think they're better. Uh, I th- and I think Luka Doncic is going to be very good. I'm just looking at the rest of their roster, <laughs> and uh, it falls off very quickly after their uh, starting five. Um, so I would not get too excited if I were you or a Dallas Mavericks fan. Um, well, we'll, <coughs> we'll get into it on the next pod because that, mm-hmm. that one will be more uh, all NBA focused, right? Right, it will be. Um, but I think, I think the, the point of this is that it's going to be really hard for the Timberwolves to make the playoffs, especially if Jimmy Butler gets traded. Um, all of this is given that Jimmy Butler is playing on the Minnesota Timberwolves next year. Without without Jimmy Butler, I don't see I don't see a way into the playoffs whatsoever. Yeah, I think if Jimmy's health healthy, then we're a tier three team. I think our play last year um, was good enough to to give us a deserved tier two. I mean, we were the three seed forever until Jimmy got hurt, and then he was out for like twenty games, and we did not play well. I mean, that's just the facts. So uh, with with no Jimmy. I can't really see us being better than Portland or Denver. 35, 35 wins at most. Um, Memphis, I'm skeptical about because uh, I, I will Health. believe Mike Conley can stay healthy when Mike Conley stays healthy. But if Mike Conley and Marcus Hall stay healthy, that team is pretty legit. They added Jared a lot Jackson. of really good talent. Jared Jackson is going to be nice him. off the bench, maybe make, work his way into a starting lineup. I love Dylan Brooks, who they drafted last year in the second round. Dylan, 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 Dylan. we got to stick together. Dylan Brooks, he's the shit. Um so, yeah, I think it's going to be really hard for the Wolves to make the playoffs. Uh, my hopes are not super high. I'm just going to try to enjoy this season as much as I can. Um, I want to see steps forward from our young players. Um, I want to see Tibbs being a little bit more modern in his coaching. And if those things happen, then I, I can't complain. Agreed. Um, and I think we should wrap it up after this one, but uh, mm-hmm. maybe maybe, maybe – uh we can just talk about where would the wolves sit in the east. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I have them at. Uh, here's the thing: I have them at four with Jimmy Butler, but I actually have them probably more at like six or seven without Jimmy. And that's that's. I think the east is a lot better than people are giving it credit. I mean, the Pacers got better. Um, you're looking at the Bucks. Not there's no way that that Bucks situation could get worse. If you ask me, like. Giannis is gonna he's gonna have a year where he takes over at one point and it seemed like it was gonna be last year at the beginning of this beginning of last year but it wasn't and it could be this year could be next year but he's gonna be an MVP so um I I could see the Wolves now making the playoffs in in the east without Jimmy Butler yeah I think the only three teams I could say really two teams I could say are definitively better than the Wolves with Jimmy Butler would be Boston and Toronto because those are those two teams have the chance to be the best teams in the NBA this year. They're absolutely amazing. Um, and and we are both on the same on on the same boat when we're when we're both saying uh, the 76ers are going to have massive issues when it comes to depth and perimeter shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I think their top is really good. Although Marco Fultz looks ready to go. He looks really ready to go, which is yeah. a, an X factor. Um, and I am excited to see Who how knows? that plays out. Uh, anyway, when I see it, you got to get going. I got to get going. Um, this has been awesome. Uh, we'll be back again maybe next week. Uh, we'll see. We're what gonna... a great first pod. I'm going to try to get this up um, tomorrow at some point. Sounds good. All right. Uh, this has been the Coast to Coast Podcast, the best NBA podcast in the goddamn world. Peace. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you.